Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and friend of the show, Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing. And we're in studio today with Kathy Van Gilder, who is an animal communicator, and we are delighted to have her with us. Thank you so much for saying yes to coming on Exploring Sovereignty. Of course, Elizabeth, I'm so happy to be here and talk with you both. Welcome. Very excited. Definitely. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, because many of our listeners, this may be a new concept too, um, to have an animal communicator. Um, And one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on, and uh, Sharon, I think, also (laughs) shares this with me, is both of us love animals. And for the longest time growing up, I always felt a a unique or uh, close connection with the animal world. So... Um, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, many times more than humans. <laughs> uh, you are not alone. <laughs> Fair. So tell us, what is an animal communicator for those who this may be a new concept to? Yeah, that's a good question. So animal communicators, what we do is we are the bridge, typically the conduit, the telephone line, whatever you want to call it between an animal and a human. So, you know, if people are having questions about, it's, you know, typically a pet, uh, sometimes it might be an animal that they just see, you know, in in the wild that comes and visits them often, but most of the time it's a pet um, and horses are included in that, of course. And it's, people have questions. They don't know what's going on with them. Maybe they have an issue. Maybe they're showing some strange behavior. Um, maybe they just rescued them and they're not sure what's going on. Usually it's it's some kind of question, some kind of issue. You know, sometimes people just want to feel more connected and understand them better too. So it's that. And then the animal communicator acts as a conduit between the two. So an animal com- communicator can connect up with an animal through telepathic communication, which is through images thoughts or feelings and they receive that information from the animal and then an animal communicator would tell the the human about it so that's in simplest form that's (laughs) how it works that's awesome and you've been doing this for 20 years Mm -hmm. how did you get into it yeah how did you get started tell us (laughs) well um i've always and and I know we were chatting just a tiny bit about this before, but I've always felt a connection to animals. I can't remember as a kid not being able to communicate with animals. I don't have an aha moment. Some people I think might say that. I didn't have any, it just was always a thing for me. I could connect up and feel what the robin in the backyard felt and the squirrel and the neighbor's cat and, and all of that. But the funny, the kind of funny, I don't know if it's funny, but the interesting part about that, and there's a story behind this, is um, my dad was a biology teacher, biology major, biology teacher. And so he loved the outdoors. So we would go on hikes in nature, you know, areas and parks, and we would go camping all the time. But he loved the intellectual part of it. Hmm. So he would talk about from an intellectual standpoint, the tree and oh the tree and you know and this is this kind of tree and here's this leaf and here's the seed that comes from that and oh here's this animal track and that's this animal and here's why and you know so it was a lot of head-based 
that was very interesting to him and not at all interesting. <laughs> so I, I was on the other side, right? I'm on the other side of my brain and I'm connecting with the trees and I can feel them and the, and the animals around and the birds and the squirrels and the bunnies and whatever else is around and I can feel it all. And I can, I feel one with them and I'm connecting. And what, what the interesting part about this is, and I feel like a, the setup maybe for me um, to work through was that my family was very um, not interested in anything beyond the five senses. And in fact, actually really afraid. Mm. So I learned very early on to pretend to be interested <laughs> <laughs> and then just be on that other side, you know, doing my own thing, but I couldn't really talk about it to anyone. And, you know, I was a sensitive child. I'm sure both of you were too, you know, psychic could pick up mm -hmm. things, things about people, all of that. So there was that whole thing going on. And then eventually as we get older, you know, I learned to shut down. It mm -hmm. was easier and I wasn't making waves and it just didn't work anymore. So I shut down the doors, never close, you know, it never fully closes, but I just stopped listening and really stopped being in my authentic self and, mm -hmm. and, you know, sensitive and, and all of that. So I went into a career, you know, fast forward, I went into a career of, of healthcare and disease prevention. That was my thing. I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. And <laughs> pretty quickly, cause it was very physical body oriented. Mm -hmm. And I learned, and I think Elizabeth, maybe you can relate to that. And I, and I learned that um, very early on that, that is not working, you yeah. know, just because we're addressing the physical stuff. And this was a long time ago. This was like in the eighties. So that was kind of, I was sort of breaking ground. People were like, huh, what are you talking about? So I was given the gift, I think from my soul to be able to have the freedom to be able to explore some of this within certain boundaries and be able to bring some of this to my field, which was so great and learn about myself in the process. So that was all happening and I was starting to reawaken and open up, but it wasn't until a friend of mine introduced me to this intuitive healer um, and, and who really helped me open that doorway again. So I did a few sessions with him. He cleaned up some things, some a lot of stuff actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I needed that little boost, I think, to be able yeah. to get that doorway open and everything reopened and my sensitivity reopened. It was a, a shock actually because you know when you go from not being very sensitive or sort of sensitive but ignoring it to whoa everything is right. <laughs> you know falling at me and what am i seeing and you know all these things so anyway i did that and and then a friend of mine and i decided to open it we could feel the call of our soul that we were really going to help people um and we were both intuitive and that seemed like that was the way to go become some kind of an intuitive healer so we opened a a space and and did that for a while and I knew something was missing I was like this isn't quite right I know I'm a healer or some kind of healer I don't know what this is so one day I was watching television and this animal communicator came on and I was like what <laughs> what are you doing oh my gosh and, and I mean, I sort of knew about animal communicators, but I really hadn't seen one in action. And so I was watching her and just so intrigued. And it was like a lightning bolt. It just hit me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is me. This is what I'm supposed to do. The, and, and I had animals in my life who were trying to show me the same thing at the same time. 
um, a cat who, not my cat, a friend of mine's cat, who would listen to everything I said with my word and do it. Go over there. Go. He would do it all. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wow, what's happening? And then, and I was a photographer too. I still am. But, and was doing family photography and they, sometimes they would bring pets and, oh, that was awesome, of course, for me. And, you know, sometimes they'd bring a lot of pets, you know, three or four, and that can be a challenge, you can imagine. And I would get them all set up and I would turn around and walk back, you know, and compose the shot or, you know, and they'd all be staring at me, looking perfectly <laughs> at the camera. Oh my there gosh. All these and yeah, there was, there was a lot going on. So, and they, they really taught me. Um, and then once I started doing it, they really taught me about how, animals are really here to help people because that was the one missing link that I didn't understand, which is, well, wait a minute. I, I thought I was going to be healing people. I thought I was going to help with that. And they helped me see very quickly. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> no, no. There's a doorway there and here's where it is. So that's, that's how I got into it. Well, and that, and what, that is one of my questions for you is did the animals in your life through this journey reflect where you were at with the journey and then further help you to either shed things that needed to be shed or uh, gain insight? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I was already working on myself, as I shared, you know, I had already started that journey. Um, so the animals were just enhancing that. Right. And so... I can say that, you know, every animal, I think I've, I counted the other day, I went, oh, I've had nine in my life. Um, they, every single one brought a gift, even the ones that I didn't know about, or that I didn't know before I, you know, I didn't know about my gift. I had a, a dog um, when I, when um, and I was in my 20s, and then into my 30s, who would lick my face all the time. She would <laughs> She was so loving. And, and I would be, why are you, you know, only me. And she was a lab. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, lab, I, have, I have a lab. I love my kind. lab. Yes, exactly. And so kind and wonderful and loving, but licking my face. And I've learned since then, that's a, I'm trying to open you up. I'm trying to open you up. And she was trying to bring, you know, more lightheartedness to my life. And I took everything so seriously and on down the line, you know, I can, each one has brought and brought gifts, brought different gifts for me. Yeah. Well, you mentioned too, that the animals are here to help humans heal and to work with us and partner with us. Um, how, can you explain that a little bit more for um, our listeners here and, and how you yeah, see that or experience yeah. that? Absolutely. So they do kind of, I guess what we would, most of us would see is the obvious thing. So they hold that vibration of love. You may not have thought it quite that way, but mm -hmm. that's what they do. They live in that frequency of love. They don't have egos like we do. They're just wired that way. They've come in and they've come in to support us. I really see them as part of the angelic realm, mm -hmm. having souls like that, because that's how they can give. And they just, they're just, you know, unconditional lovers and givers. So, yeah, so they come in and they hold that vibration and they hold that frequency. Even animals in the wild, the trees do that, you know, mm -hmm. all nature does that for us. Um, and they can show us unconditional love who many people haven't ever experienced unconditional love from humans or very, very little. And that animal can really help them start to experience that and feel what it's like. And once you get that unconditional love, you feel so much safer 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that blast of mother's love, right? Yeah. That you, you never had. And all of a sudden you're safer and you can get out of fear and maybe see things in a little bit different light, right? In your life and go, wow, okay, this isn't working for me. Let's move in a different direction. So they do those things. Um, they also love to deliver messages telepathically. So that's where that animal communication comes in, where, you know, they'll tell you, hey, especially an animal that lives with you that you're connected with, they know everything about you. Everything. Yes, they do. <laughs> I... And they know your secrets. And they and now I have to preface that because some people are, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do a session with my dog because he's going to say that I'm rotten. <laughs> and I say, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have never heard that out of any animal. Not once. They see truth. They're going to express truth but they say it with such love and non-judgmental language. And so you just never have to worry about that. They're going to tell you the truth, but they're not going to say it in a way that won't hurt your feelings. It might be like shocking for a second, but you know, it won't hurt your feelings. So yeah, they, they love to deliver messages about, Hey, that job's not working for you or (laughs) that relationship. mm -mm, No, you know, just generic things. I mean, they're just so gifted at it. But they also love to deliver information through their bodies, their physical bodies too. They self-sacrifice. And again, mm-hmm. it and I, I love to to explain this to people so they understand that, you know, animals have come for a different reason than we've come. And that is okay for them to they take on things. They, they say, do. I keep telling my dog, Lyle, like, let it go. You know, something will be happening within the family structure and I'll be watching it transform as people are healing or working through something because we're always in process, right? And my dog will try to take it on. I'm like, no, 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 your job's to hold and anchor love and joy. Don't like let 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 it transform and leave. And so I'll we'll work together, but um, sometimes I feel like w- w- I'm healing or clearing with my family, and then it's like I'm helping. We're working together to make sure it clears all the way out and doesn't. Lyle doesn't hold on to it. Yeah, and and that's a great story, Elizabeth, and that's so true. And you know, the other thing that they love to tell us about and remind us about, they do. They remind me often is about it's not it's not the feelings we're feeling, it's the feelings we're not acknowledging. Right? Ah, oh, that's interesting. That's big. Yeah. If yeah. you're crying inside, they're not going to take that on. You don't need to worry. You're feeling it. It's going. It's leaving. Wow. It's the ones that we hang on to and we don't acknowledge. So it's it's what we're not acknowledging that they want to help with. That resonates. Dang, yeah, ca- dang Kathy. That is a big one to chew on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, it is. Huh. so yeah so they help us with our physical bodies if your animal gets hurt gotta look inside Mm -hmm. it's time to look inside and go oh do i have a wound you know what's going on with me um there is you know and it could be anyone in the family like you said elizabeth it it doesn't necessarily the person they're most connected with it can be anyone because they'll work with everyone who they live with so yeah injuries some weird ailment shows up, it's it's time to take a look because they're absorbing it. So it's sort of like when we start to look at our bodies and go, oh, wow, I have the symptom. What's going on? It's the same thing with your pet. You need to look at, 
I know. It's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. Okay, we're going to take a pause, but we're going to continue the conversation um, because this is fascinating. We are with Kathy Van Gilder, an animal communicator, and we are exploring sovereignty with our animals and humans and the earth itself as we continue this conversation. Stay tuned. Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and friend of the show, Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing. And we're in studio with the delightful Kathy Van Gilder, who is an animal communicator and had made that transition from working in healthcare and reopening the gifts and talents and attributes you have always had from a very young age and discovering that the journey for you helping people heal is by being an animal communicator, which is brilliant because our four-legged and two-legged and winged friends and thin friends are always, I think, communicating and holding a frequency that um, all living consciousness can shift into. So, okay, I have... We, we were, we get these little moments and breaks to have a conversation and I'm going to bring the listeners in on it for a moment as I was sharing that a friend of mine has a dog and we, who gets to be in meetings or, you know, come to work and uh, this dog sometimes likes to lay on because the, the dog gets to sit on the table Um and if papers are being presented, sometimes the dog will want to lay on the papers. And I'm like, what's all that about? And delightful dog, beautiful dog, sweet, sweet, sweet dog. And Kathy, you had a brief insight on that. Well, she is an incredible dog, first of all, and um, loves her human right? so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Agreed. I think it goes both ways, but absolutely. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. She is completely devoted and, um, and loves, loves him. So, so when an animal comes and, and I can speak to this situation in particular, um, and lays on papers, often that can be, uh, and, and in this case, it's a dog, she's a dog. So, and there goes my dog in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so dogs typically represent our hearts mm. and how if we need attention or affection, oftentimes they can show us about that, but they really represent our hearts and they love to show us about our hearts. So chances are on that paper, something with that paper or that presentation or whatever this person is doing, there's something she's reminding this person to really connect back up with their heart. Maybe they've gone out of body. <laughs> You know, maybe they've sure. gotten, they've gotten not grounded. Maybe there's something they're uncomfortable with in that in those papers. There's something that needs to be attended to. Whether it's you go take a break and get grounded, or you don't like what's in this paper and these papers, or something around those lines. And that could either be for the person the dog is connected to, or for the person that is receiving the papers, right? Uh, most often it will be for the person that, um, the human, 
that they that they're, that they're connected. They're helping. Yeah, that they're, that helping. they're, that they're yeah, exactly. Sweet. So um, most of the time, in my in that situation, that's what it feels like to me. Got it. And it was a message for him to pay attention a little yeah. more closely. Well, those papers got rev- continued to be um, transformed. So that's interesting. Oh, they were in a transformation process. Yeah. Like, you know, what, like how, what's this going to look like? And so. Ah, so in that case, she was telling, she was saying, this isn't quite right. This isn't re- a reflection of what you want in your heart with these to be, it needs to change somehow. Got it. It's like a spiritual service animal. No doubt. <laughs> They're therapists. Yes, yeah, they are. Absolutely. Yep. And so dogs represent the heart. heart. Very yeah. much about the heart. Oftentimes affection, the affection we might need or attention we might need. We might need to give ourselves, but very much about the heart. Happiness, joy, all of those things. Yep. Cats, do, do you want me to? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just waiting for me to talk about uh-huh. cats. So cats are, it's feline, right? So they're feelings. They represent our feelings. And they can often show us that. They're also all about passion. Think about cats and they get such a bad rap because like, well, they're not, they're not always loving. They do what they want to do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they show us about that. They show us, hey, you know what? You may not like that. But maybe you like that. Go for it. Be passionate. Find your passion. Do your passion. Do what excites you. So just kind of see where that's going. Yeah. Yeah. So is that more about sense of self than it is heart? Or is it, uh, you know, I don't know, logical thinking focused? Are there better words than heart as it relates to, you know, heart is to dog. Yes. Cat is to like another part of us. Yeah, it's just another, like a different, almost a different vibration of Mm -hmm. it, even though we can lump all that together, um, heart and feelings and passion and all of that. It's a little bit different vibration, you know, that you can, if you think of it that way. So heart is really the child in our heart. If I say it that way, that may make more sense. So, you know, our little child, what does our little child want? What does our little child need? Feelings, it's feelings that you're not feeling. That's usually what cats will tell you. Hey, you're not acknowledging your feelings. You know, let's, and papers, if a cat lays on your papers on your computer screen, there's definitely something going on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on now. My cat is (laughs) constant with that. I don't know what to think of that. (laughs) Uh, Interesting. I thought she just liked the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that might be part of that, but no, there's definitely a message. Interesting. Horses represent ego. Hmm. They don't have an ego, but they are. They're cl- they look like they do, right? To yeah. us, they do. Could, but it's could all about ex- ego and power. Ah, oh, I was like, could you expand on that? Like a, an example of where you so, really saw that with a horse and a horse owner? Yeah. So um, if you, if like, for instance, if you get thrown off your horse, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. get hurt and all that. It's either you're not comfortable with your own power or you don't like the power that you have or you know something about something about your power you're not comfortable with it or you're too much in your ego it could be that too but oh, wow. we, interesting we were so my family and I go out west to the Tetons frequently in the summer to camp and we ride horses um, and one of uh, one of us had a horse 
that liked his name was Newt. He liked to go down sideways down the and I was like we were laughing I mean we could not stop laughing at this like because every time we had to do a decline this horse went sideways with um with my husband on it and so the boys and I could not stop laughing about it and Pete was like holding on but yeah so what do you what do you what do you think that is well I think um, if reflecting on what you are sharing is, is like maybe not taking the most direct route with your power and ego and that maybe a more Safe. circuitous route instead of a more direct route. Safe. Safe. Wanting yeah. safety. You yeah. need to go a little slower. You yep. need to be safe. Yeah, that makes that, that resonates. Well, and that gets me also thinking about um, not everybody is comfortable with horses. They're lo- they can be intimidating to some people. So Very then, thousand pound animals. Yeah. So then does does that reflect in the human that maybe the human is not as comfortable? Absolutely. With their power. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I was chatting with um, a client the other day um, about their horse, and. Um, she had been going through, she didn't tell me this, but she had been going through some family drama. Her mother had passed and there was some, um, legal stuff they had to figure out. And I think the attorneys were being, she told me this after being a little bullying, bullying her and wanting her to, you know, settle how they wanted her to settle. And anyway, there was a different path. And she knew that her mom was trying to, you know, guide her to this other path, but she brought up her horse um and this is she told me this later but she brought up her horse before that and said Kathy I don't know what's going on with him I think it's does he not like his food he seems to be really agitated Mm. and not listening to me he normally listens to me he's he's backing up almost into me it's terrifying he's a thousand pounds I love him but you know it's really scary and I said and this is the message straight from him it was don't let your ego, and in this case, her ego was, I'm afraid, I'm not going to follow through. My ego says, ah, shrink, right? And and don't speak up. And her, and her horse said, no, you need to speak up and follow that path that you know is true. And so that's what she did. But they are amazing. Um, I was just talking to a horse was it yesterday? And um, I love that happened. sentence. I know. <laughs> Can we just pause on that sentence for a second? Okay. Well, and you know, with this, with this, it's um, I don't always remember all the stories because you know you're so in the moment. And yeah. You're just, yes. You're just channeling it in and and saying it, and you know, and then you need to leave it. So it, I don't. But yeah, this horse was incredible, and you guys will love this story. She, so this woman hired me and then um we got on the call and it was a different person and i was like oh okay um what's going on well this horse was in rehab in a totally different state and so this person that got on the call said well i'm facilitating the call she couldn't be on the call or i don't know something happened so and I, we were recording so she could hear it anyway and really bottom line is so they were worried and I said we well, you know the horse has trauma yeah we kind of figured and so we talked through that a little bit but what happened was and this just I mean it, I guess it doesn't surprise me but it does because right. amazed not surprised but amazed I guess yeah so so this horse was helping this human 
um, right away, she had a message for her human who wasn't even there for five minutes. I think I delivered a message about the trauma and how they'd similar and, you know, all this detail about all of that. And then she turned to the, the, the rehab person who was an energy healer and said, you know, I'm going to help you. <laughs> so this wow. horse experienced trauma, right? And, and like we talked about earlier, the self-sacrifice went through that trauma but it's so not like us because yes, she has the symptoms of the trauma and all of that, but she, it, it's the purpose is to help these humans. So she's helping this, this rehab, the energy worker really help gain her confidence healing mm. ability. And she's helping her human at the same time. And I was like, Oh, wow. I mean, I guess it doesn't ever stop. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> and it, it I really am starting to think that we are drawn to those animals for that reason. So whether if we're drawn to yeah. horses or we're drawn to dogs or we're drawn to cats, it's based on what our soul is working through. Very much so. And it's all orchestrated behind hmm. the scenes. So that animal always picks you. Always. Oh, tell us more about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it can change. I mean, this is something I've learned over, over the years. Um, you know, we, it can be, there can be an agreement and all that made, but sometimes it changes or a human rejects the animal. I mean, I've certainly talked to animals where that happens and, you know, it's, yeah, I got to stay in the detached mode and go, okay. Cause the animals are able to do that. Mm -hmm. So we can learn from that. We that really way. wanted this kitten, but half my family is allergic to kittens <laughs> and the other half, everyone wanted the kitten, but we couldn't. How long ago was that? That was, I keep thinking about this kitten. This was like a year ago. We were going to name him Messy. He was this little gray kitten. That was a possibility. Right? For sure. mm -hmm. I Definitely. I, I mean, it's fine. Messy has another home and all that, but you know, there's always. I'm sure he's not named Messy anymore. He <laughs> <laughs> was after the soccer player, just so we're clear, not that he was messy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, they all choose us and they come in at just the right time. Right. When they leave, they leave at just the right time. So it's, they, they choose us and they choose us. They have personalities, mm -hmm. you know, that mirror us. They can mirror back messages through their bodies, all sorts of things. It's amazing, really. I mean, it's, there's so many, there's so much here. It's so rich. And what you're doing is so uh, needed in the world as the vibration shifts on the planet and everyone's being asked to move more into that love frequency. How can people find you who might want to work with you who are listening? Um, and what, like, what are you offering? And we'll talk more about it in the next segment too. But Okay. Yeah. My website is probably the best place to find everything I have there. It's Kathy, my name, kathyvangilder.com. And um, I have, you know, everything from courses to one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, and I have a book and you can get a signed message if you want. Um, all sorts of different things. So that's probably the best place to find me. I offer coaching sessions too. If you want to learn more how to connect with your pet not just have a session but you know learn more about how do I connect with my pet why are they here you amazing. can go deeper amazing I love it and um you also do photography right 
Yeah, a pet I'm a pet photographer. I did family photography for a long time too, but um, now it's just pets, pets, and sometimes you know the humans, and that's actually really fun to bring in the humans and capture that connection and that specialness. That's well, awesome. I bet you can capture them in a way that not many photographers can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love to bring out the heart. Yeah, and that's what happens. I that's suppose awesome. when you can see their heart, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's that energy. It's yeah. just. In that energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to continue this conversation with Kathy Van Gilder, who's an animal communicator with great talent and passion for connecting with our animals and those, all the loved ones around us. As we continue exploring sovereignty with Elizabeth and friend of the show, Sharon Crowley, as my guest co-host, and we'll be back. So stay tuned. Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and friend of the show, Sharon Crowley. We're in studio speaking with Kathy Van Gilder, an animal communicator who has great talent and passion for connecting with those loved animals of ours and helping us develop a more intimate connection and communication style with our animals. And so, Kathy, okay. I think and believe, and Lyle has communicated this to me, that he was re that he reincarnated. He was my childhood dog in this life and came back um, for the resolution of what happened in my childhood. And, um, and he communicated that to me a few years ago and was very, like, direct about it. Do you see, I mean, you can answer about Lyle, too, but... Do you see that that happens with people, that there's reincarnation of pets from lifetime to lifetime or within lifetimes? And if you want to, you know, chime in on anything on Lyle, you're welcome to, but don't feel pressure to. <laughs> um, well, to answer your question, yes, they often come back. If you have an animal that you are very connected with, so often they will come back. And the key is to not go search for them. So mm -hmm. if, you know, often there's a plan, even when they leave, so, you know, I, I communicate a lot with people who are, is it time for my, I just, I don't know. Is it time for my animal to leave? Do they need assistance? Do they need, what do they need? And they often so want to know if they're going to come back. Um, and the answer usually is yes. If you have a, a pet that you are very connected with, it's either that or they will be orchestrating behind the scenes some soul that's even better that you need for that time in your life. So they're always working. They're always working for you. Even if they stayed in heaven and they brought another soul with, you know, in, it's still, it's the same. I've got a cat right now. His, his um, name is Cosmos and he is the twin. It's, it's a little a different situation, but this can happen too. He is the twin soul of our other cat, Gabriel. Oh, so cool. we have Gabriel in heaven and Cosmos here so that we can get, well, double the trouble and double the help. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> so yeah, but that can happen. So, and, and they don't necessarily, if it's the same lifetime, what I find is often it'll be the same type of animal, maybe mm -hmm. not the same breed necessarily, but 
often it will be because that's kind of what your heart wants and the animal knows what you'll respond to best. Um, but yeah, they can come and then they can come in lifetime after lifetime. So we call that a spirit animal. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you can think of it like your guardian angel, right? Totally. But they're an animal in the flesh coming here and they are in fur or scales or feathers and they are here to help you and they will continue to support you. So they, it happens a lot of different ways. Sometimes it can just be an animal that comes in for a blip, a short amount of time. We had a dog that did that and we needed him for that reason, a specific reason. So with Lyle, um, well, Lyle loves you, Elizabeth, so much. Aww. He's got the most tender heart and the, the biggest heart. And, um, oh, he's just so loving. I can't get over his energy. He yeah, so he's fun. like butter. He's just so <laughs> he wonderful. He is like butter. That's a good way <laughs> oh, to describe Oh, my goodness. So, yes, um, yes, he's come back. And he said, but, Elizabeth, just so you know, uh, it's not just for the wound. It's also for you. I, I want she, he wants your soul and your heart. He brings you so much happiness and joy. Totally. So he he says, don't forget about that piece. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a big piece of it too. And he said, you're so comfortable with him that it's it's okay. You can let down and feel, and you can be your authentic self no matter what. Now this is true for a lot of people with their animals, but I can really feel it with Lyle to be yourself with him in a way that you can't. And he's so honored to serve in that role. And he reminds you, sorry, I'm, now I'm going on. Uh, so I'll, I'll no, say one more not, thing. Yeah, no, keep going. And Elizabeth, he reminds you of often that you need care yeah. because often you will go and take care of the kids or whatever and sure. do other things. And he's the one I think he looks at you. He's, he's showing me he looks at you sometimes. He gives you looks. Um, sometimes he stops you. He literally, he says he stops you from from doing that and, and really reminds you. He so does. He's, He'll um, sometimes come in and like, you know, if I'm doing something in the morning, like brushing my teeth or washing my face, he'll sit there and then he'll let me do his eyes, like put some water in, and then he'll he'll join me for my morning routine. <laughs> So one more thing about the animals that's important to know is that I don't think we always think about, but they remind me of this often. When we care, even though they're here for us, which is hard for us to remember, but that's true, they're here for us, but we do take care of them, right? We give them food and water and we brush them. All of those things the animals say t helps us. It's true. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I'm going to jump in here because yeah. now I have a burning question. So yeah. I've I've got a lot of animals, <laughs> she does. Um, and so so in the case of my home, I I did have you know a singular golden retriever that really felt like my dog, and she passed, and then we ended up with another golden retriever and a Newfoundland, and I inherited a lab as well. And so now there's a lot of chaos in my house. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions in this, but I'm wondering, do they, when there's more than one animal in the house, is there an agreement um, ahead of time, or is it something they have to work out based on we've drawn these animals to us, somebody in the family perhaps, um, 
Do they right. have to an agreement where they have to work it out, or is it something that happens ahead of time? So they're always mirroring. They're always a mirror. Yeah. They're always helping us to see. Chaos. So they don't really have anything to work out, but it might look that way. Okay. And it looks that way to us. Okay. Right. So sometimes when there's conflict between animals, it can it can show us about maybe some unhealed conflict right. with a relationship or with ourselves or you know, whatever it might be. It can show us that. Some animals I find it's kind of funny to say it this way. You'll you'll laugh probably, but preferred to work alone. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> yeah. And some are happy to have support and help. And sometimes there's so much work to be done if there's a lot of people or just a lot going on <laughs> that they need support. It's like it's too much. <laughs> so, I, I think that's probably absolutely true about my house. Um, but. <laughs> But I have this Newfoundland, which she's just pure love. This She is just a little honey. But this Newfie wants me to spend most of my evenings petting her. And she'll get on the couch and say, pet me. And that more than once, it's popped into my head, like, what What are you giving back here? What's going on? I'm just petting you all day long, which I do feel very peaceful when I do. But ah, it's very interesting. I think you might have answered your question. Right? But but the other dogs. Before, too. What's that? <laughs> I think we did earlier too. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so you can look at it two different ways. It's the same. Uh-huh. It's the same exact thing. One is, oh, she knows you need it. Uh-huh. She knows you need love. And the other is, I'm mirroring back to you. You need attention. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's it, no, it doesn't. Isn't it a <laughs> fantastic? Yeah, it does. It's just such a fantastic thing. Um, it's I love yeah. the chaos in my home, but there's a lot of people and there's a lot of animals, so it's well. The animals are they're doing okay. They're okay. Um, they would like it to be just a little calmer, <laughs> or at least to have some quiet time because they need Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. And they're showing me a picture of they really would like to go outdoors a fair amount because what do they do? They get grounded. Mm. Yeah. Right? They can clear that a little yeah. easier for them. They do so, love that. So that's a good thing. Uh, you know, they're they're all working really hard yeah. over there. And, uh, you know, they love you. They all love it. And I can tell you they all love their jobs. Isn't Not that one. Funny? I heard that they didn't. Oh, Not good. From well, that's one. good to know. I just find, yeah. I find this so fascinating because I've always been so drawn to animals. And I do feel safe. That's a place where I always feel safe is with the animals. Totally. It's like a, it's almost like, but they have personalities and it's a little bit different, but it's almost like hugging a tree. Yes, it is. I love hugging trees. Well, and I think that's a vibration and frequency thing, Mm -hmm. isn't it? I mean, because we really. There is no, that's not a coincidence. It's absolutely true. Yeah. I I think about a cat's purr. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Right. That's a vibration. You bet. I had a I had a dog, Emma, who used to take the dirty dishes out of our sink and put them in the middle of the dining, like middle of the living room and lick them clean and leave them there. Wow. <laughs> she was brilliant. But I was like, I would come home and <laughs> I'd be like, and this is like right after we had our first boy. And so I think she was trying. Totally. <laughs> trying. It, was a mess. it was the mess. And, she and, was like, yeah, I'm going to clean this up. <laughs> Yeah, it totally was. Totally I was like, you were brilliant. Yep. But it's also showing you 
what was going on too at the totally. same time. Yeah. Yeah. I was a hot mess after my first well, baby. Yeah, understandably. But. There was a lot going on. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's it's interesting yeah. because I have I have for many years had the viewpoint um, when I look at other people um, that their animals mirror them so that it's almost like they take on some of their burdens and some of their joys and those things. But this idea that you're presenting me today is, <laughs> is something that is such an aha where uh, to be able to understand that they're reflecting and helping me is is such it's such a wonderful and that, and that they're conscious of it Completely. that they're yes. conscious and that they've chosen us yeah is like is so and and that they help us absorb and transmute some of our denser energies so that we can move into more of that frequency right. of love and that higher vibration feeling and thinking state that is the full potential of a human and we're here to manifest that at this time on the planet and going forward. Right. Well, and, and the animals are even more involved than they used to be because hundred percent. And I was just yeah. and sharing. I like sharing more downloads. They yes. share far more with me than they used to. Oh, that's Arm. fascinating. I remember when yeah. I was young, I would like animals would get hurt in my backyard, and I would wrap them up and like take my doll bottles and fill them with water and I'd make my parents bring them to the vet like I'm like we gotta like Uh, yeah we do that (laughs) I was like this animal this bunny this bird like and remember though there's a message there always Mm -hmm. even with that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if they get hurt oh if they hit your window what's going on Uh, yeah why can't Uh, you see that's right in plain plain sight right or a glass can be illusion. Oh, you know? yeah. What is illusion? What are you not seeing? What do you need to break through? Yeah. That you didn't. So, yeah, there's there's so many. I had a cat cat the other day that was telling her human about, I said, oh, she sings. And she goes, well, I don't know, Kathy, if she sings. And I said, well, she with her voice. She says she's singing. And I said, is that something that, because she's telling me it's all for you and, you know, you need to take notice and. And I said, do you sing? She goes, no, but I, I, I do sound. I love to do sound out of my voice. And I said, well, she's t- she goes, she does it all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like we could talk to you for like eight more hours. And unfortunately, we're winding down. But I want to make sure that people, where are you located? Do you work with people all over the world? How can they connect with you? That and the course. course and the course. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So uh, I am actually, I am in Minnesota, um, but I work with people all over the country and anyone in Europe and anyone who can speak English, since that's the, my only language I can speak fluently anyway. So yeah, so, um, yeah I, any, anyone, uh, anywhere really. And uh, what, I'm sorry, what else did you Oh, and how can people find you? Like, oh, right, right. So and your uh, courses. My, my, my website's the really great place to start. Everything is there, kathyvangilder.com. Uh, we've got, I've got courses on there. I've got a course on how to talk to animals. And in that course, I was guided to put information about who animals are, what their roles are. It's not a very long course. It's only about two hours. So it's pretty digestible, but it really will teach you a kind of a background of animals and then also how to start communicating with them and the vibration, the meditation that I have in there is yeah, a you frequency. Have kind of, 
you have a free visit visualization that people can work with and also a YouTube channel. I do. Yep. So I have a visualization and I think that Elizabeth will include the link there. Um, You can get that and you can connect up with your animal right away and try that. If you want to go further, take the course I was just talking about. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I'm going to be putting. It's it's fairly new, so there's not much on there, but I will be putting some, uh, a lot of videos on there. Awesome. Decoding animals, messages, and things like that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy Van Gilder. Uh, This is Elizabeth and Sharon with Exploring Sovereignty, finding pathways that set yourself free with heart-centered thought leaders. And Kathy, you are definitely one of those. So thank you for your time and generosity today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's just been a joy talking to you both. Oh my gosh, so fun. Thank you. I'm sorry about the head clink on the microphone. We're good. We're all good. Yeah, yeah, it's I all kept good. clinking it because I was so excited to see her and I'd lean in and clunk. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I didn't notice. So where in Minnesota are you? What? Where in Minnesota are you? I'm in, I'm in Savage. <gasps> For some reason, I thought you were in Michigan. Uh, no, 